You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 312 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. And don't we, Jill, have my coffee? I'm good. Um, We are talking cats today. I'm talking cats today. Adam's not here because he's a dog person. Whatever. Um, And when I was at ALA a couple weeks ago, he did a dog-specific episode and got some emails from a cat-loving friends. So I'm here um, to talk about cat books, books that feature cats, because cats are awesome and um the best of all the domesticated animals you can possibly have probably the non-domesticated animals too i mean we get tigers and lions and cheetahs and panthers and leopards what what dog non-domestic that's right that's what i'm saying there there really is no non-domesticated dog option and even domesticated cats aren't really domesticated trust me my cats have trained me. We all know this is how it works with cats. I have four of them. Well, I have two that were mine. And my husband has two. So we have four cats together. Um, and today, yeah, we're going to talk about some cat books. Books featuring cats. Best animal ever. Don't at me. Um, so I have a mix here. There's some fiction. There's some nonfiction. There's some adult titles. There's some younger kid reader titles we got a little bit of everything on uh on this list here so i'm just gonna go ahead and get started with some cat books so the first one i have is dewey by uh, vicky myron this is a nonfiction book it's actually about a real cat dewey dewey read more books come on that's like a good cat name uh dewey lived in a small town library in iowa i love it i I mean, I understand, of course, there are issues with cats living in libraries, you know, for patrons who have allergies or don't like cats and whatever. Um, and Vicky actually talks a little bit about that in the book, about the challenges that came with having a cat in the library. Um, but Dewey became kind of famous for being this cat who lives in a library. And the book is adorable and talks about the impact Dewey had on um the town and the people and it's just it's a really cute fabulous read and dewey's adorable he's on the cover he's like a little orange fluff ball um so that's dewey by vicky myron all right this is probably my favorite book on the entire list and i have some good ones on here but i have to talk about Benicula by james and deborah howe i was a huge Benicula fan growing up i'm still a huge Benicula fan i read um at least the first couple books a couple years ago. Reread them. My favorite of the books is Holiday Inn, which is, I believe, the second one, um, where the family goes on vacation and they they drop them off at a at a kennel called Chateau Bow Wow. <laughs> oh god! I remember actually 
totally unrelated to anything. But uh, years ago, um, so the holiday is the second one, and then uh, a few years later, there there was a sequel that came out called Return to Holiday Inn, and around the time it came out, um, I I got sick. I, can't, I think I had strep throat, maybe, and my mom. Uh, Wanted to know if there's anything I wanted to make me feel better because I was home for a few days and all I wanted, all I wanted was Return to Holiday Inn, the the latest book in the Benicula series. I was a big fan. So for those who don't know, um, Benicula is about a family. They have two little boys, um, and the Monroe family, and they have uh, pets. Chester is the cat, and Harold is the dog. And the books are told from the perspective of Harold. Harold is our is our narrator. Um, and one day the family is out at a, at a movie scene, Dracula, and they find a bunny in the theater. He's, he's, uh, kind of black and white and they decide to name him Benicula because they were at Dracula, bunny, Dracula. I know it's very clever. So, um, they bring him home. Harold loves him, thinks it's fabulous. Chester, the cat, however, is convinced there's something kind of weird going on with Benicula and believes that Benicula is actually a vampire. And so, uh... The first book is about Chester trying to convince Harold that Benicula is a vampire. Um, Chester even tries to drive a stake through Benicula's heart because he read about vampires because he's a cat and he's smart like that. And, of course, he does his research. Um, and, of course, Harold thinks Chester's kind of crazy. The family thinks Chester's kind of crazy. Um, but, I mean... Look, Chester is just calling it like he sees it, okay? There's weird stuff going on with Benicula, and everyone else seems to be in denial, and Chester the cat is the only one aware that something weird is going on. So, you know, take that to mean what you will about how people feel about cats. Chester, Chester was right. I mean, to some degree, he was right that something weird was going on. Next book on my list is Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats by T.S. Eliot. This is a book of poetry. It has come up on the podcast before specifically i remember when we did our um page to stage episode talking about books that were adapted into to plays and musicals for those that don't know old possum's book of practical cats was the um basis basically for the musical cats by andrew Lloyd Webber, which is in my probably top five favorite musicals of all time i'm aware there are people who hate cats the musical that's fine you're wrong, but that's fine. Um, Cats is one of my favorites. It's totally ridiculous. I'm aware. There's really no plot line. It makes zero sense because they, I mean, they literally took this book of poems and set music to it. I understand. The the plot is lacking a little bit. But um, the poems themselves are actually really fun. And they are. They're all about these different cats like McCavney, the mystery cat best one um there's a mr mistopheles there's gus the theater cat uh which i'm pretty sure i used as an audition piece when i was in like middle school i needed to have an audition piece and i just read gus the theater cat and was like very dramatic about it yeah my my love affair with cats is lifelong um so it's just really cute it's really cute. And again, if you like the musical cats, you should probably, you probably, if you like the musical cats, which again is rare, you probably have already read Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats by T.S. Eliot. If not, go ahead and pick it up. They're fun. Like, you can read them kids too. You know, they're little kid poems. Um, all right. So the thing about cats is they frequently 
make appearances, of course, in Cozy Mysteries. There's just something about cats and Cozy Mysteries that kind of go together. So I have two Cozy Mysteries series I have to talk about if we're talking about cats. Um, the first one is Lillian Jackson Brown's The Cat Who series. So in between 19, so the first book in the series came out in 1966. And between 1966 and 1968, uh, Lillian Jackson Brown published a couple books in the Cat Who series. And then she just like disappeared from publishing for two decades. Over like two decades. Um, she just sort of stopped publishing and then um the fourth book came back um in the 80s uh 1986 she returned and published almost exactly one per year like on average one one book per year uh, up until 2007 and then she died a couple years later but they have fun names the first one is the cat who could read backwards there's the cat who knew shakespeare uh, the cat who talked to ghosts. So this is about a reporter named who goes by name Quill, the nickname Quill, and he has these two Siamese cats, Coco and Yum Yum, um, and you know they're mysteries featuring cats. What more do you need to know? I mean, they're they're in the title. Um, the next one, other cozy mystery series is Rita Mae Brown's The Murphy's, the Mrs. Murphy series. These are really fantastic because they're uh, allegedly <laughs> Rita Mae. Rita Mae re- co-writes them with her cat, Sneaky Pie Brown. I mean, come on. It's amazing. Um, in fact, this is sort of like the Benicula books a little bit. Not to the same degree, but the, the animals in the book, there's a cat named Pewter in the book, have dialogue, right? Sneaky Pie probably writes those sections, which would make sense. You would have the cat write the cat section and the human write the human section. It makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, they had dialogue in the book and conversations. It's really kind of delightful. Um, and again, Cozy Mystery, co-written by Cat with cats who talk in the book. So um, Rita Mae is still writing. There is a new book in her Mrs. Murphy series that comes out in June called Whiskers in the Dark. That's just adorable. It's a thing about Cozy's Man. Get those really clever, fun names. Right? It's fantastic. Um, okay, so in Lillian Jackson Brown's um, The Cat Who books, um, Coco and Yum Yum, do not, they're like just cats. They don't have dialogue. But they are Siamese. And speaking of Siamese cats, we cannot forget The Incredible Journey by Sheila Burnford. I know that Adam talked about this um, in his dog episode, right? Because there's two dogs, but there's also a cat, a Siamese cat. So these are, you know, we have two dogs here who are uh, three animals. You have to sort of take this long journey. There's a movie. We got Sally Field voicing the cat. I'm just going to put that out there. We got Sally Field. Um, but again, Adam talked about this book. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but there is a cat as part of the trio. Let's not forget that part. Uh, That is a kid's book. We also have the the Warrior series for young readers as well, which is written by Aaron Hunter. It's actually a collect. Aaron is a collective pseudonym of several writers. So this, the Warrior series follows the adventures of several cat clans, which 
I just, I love it. There's uh, the Shadow Clan, the Thunder Clan, the Wind Clan, the River Clan, and then later in the series, um, we have the Sky Clan. It's fantastic. Cat Clans, people. Cat Clans. Um, there are also, aside from the main Warrior series, there are six sub-series with a seventh one starting in April. That is a lot of cat books. So if you have a young reader who is pro-cat, not dogs, and wants lots of books with cats, The Warrior Series by Aaron Hunter. That's the way to go with that one. Okay, next one. Kind of a classic, but of course we have to have Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, which features the Cheshire Cat. Who doesn't love the Cheshire Cat? I mean, that big grin. It's just, oh, the Cheshire Cat is so fantastic. So, of course, I have to mention uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Of course, Alice herself also has cats back home, right? There's, like, the black cat, and it's a, it's a whole thing in Through the Looking Glass. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Cheshire Cat, though, um, also makes an appearance in Jasper Ford's Thursday Next series, way back on episode 143, which seems so <laughs> seems so long ago. Um, I talked about my favorite fantasy libraries and my favorite fantasy librarians. And I discussed um, the great library from the Thursday Next series by Jasper Ford, where the Cheshire Cat is the head librarian. It was pretty much just the best thing ever. The Cheshire Cat as the as a librarian. I mean, it makes sense, right? Librarians are, for the most part, often stereotypically viewed as cat owners. So having the Cheshire Cat as a librarian is fantastic. Um, spoiler alert for Jasper Ford fans out there: I got to interview him last week about his uh, latest book, Early Riser. It's not part of the Thursday Next series. It's actually a standalone. Um, But we did talk a little bit about Thursday Next because I had to, because I love the series. So that uh, interview will be up soon. So just just keep it on your radar that we will have Jasper Ford on the podcast soon. All right. um, The next one I have is The Subtle Knife by Philip Pullman. This is part of his Dark Materials series. And uh, in one of the the books, we have a character named Will, and he has his cat Moxie. And Will doesn't have a lot of friends, but he has Moxie. And uh, Moxie is kind of like a badass. Like Moxie, um, she looks out for Will. You know, I think there's this belief that cats are sort of cold and aloof. And to be fair, they sometimes are. The thing about cats, though, is that they don't really need a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Like, they're totally fine being on their own. And um, they don't need your approval. They don't need your attention. Actually, my cat, Linus, um, when it, he's he can be very affectionate when he wants to. It 100% has to be on his own terms. Otherwise, he just runs away and just you will not see him. When I first got him, he hid for like the first month. I didn't see him for the first month. So, you know, I understand where cats get that perception. Um, But if a cat loves you, that cat will do whatever and that cat will protect you. 
And Moxie does that for Will. I don't want to talk too much about it because that would be a big spoiler. But Moxie, Moxie's a good cat. Moxie, Moxie loves Will and Moxie will do what it takes to make sure Will stays safe. It's actually pretty cool. Um, For a real cat, we have Helen from We Are Never Meeting in Real Life by Samantha Irby. Uh, I've talked about this before. I listened to the audiobook. It was fantastic. And Helen is Samantha's cat um, that she got when Irby was working at an animal hospital. And Helen is described as the worst cat on the planet. I mean, it's it's kind of funny the way um, Irby talks about Helen because she, she does it in a way that makes this cat seem terrible, even though the cat's just doing cat things. You know, cats sometimes scratch their owners or <laughs> I think she describes at one point like waking up with Helen, um, you know, like at her throat. I mean, like she she puts these sort of human qualities and these human motivations on Helen uh, when Helen is just sort of doing cat things. And um, it's just the way she talks about Helen is adorable. It really is. And just hilarious, especially if you own a cat, because pretty much my cats do the exact same thing that that Helen does um, because they're cats and that's just sort of what they do. <laughs> but just, oh, I just love the way she talks about Helen, you know, and kind of makes it sound like she hates Helen, but just sort of kind of we're like, do you though? Because you could just kind of get rid of her <laughs> if, if the cat's bat, that bad. So it's just, it's great. It's fantastic. And finally, last but not least, we have Crookshanks from the Harry Potter series. Um, Crookshanks is, of course, Hermione Granger's cat. She comes in later in the series when, um, in a Prisoner of Azkaban, when Hermione decides to get a cat, you know, they, like, Ron gets to go get his pet, and then there's this cat who's, like, trying to attack Ron for reasons that come up later. Um, because Crookshanks isn't really trying to attack Ron, but that's, you know, we don't want to spoil anything in case there's some people who haven't read it, maybe. I don't know. Um, and then Hermione decides to, like, adopt Crookshanks, which causes drama. Um, but Crookshanks is not just a cat. Crookshanks is half Neasle. Neasles are, um, creatures in the Harry Potter series who have looks and markings or whatever of cats they appear like to look like cats um and they're able to sense deception they can kind of tell when things are not as they appear in a way that humans cannot so crookshanks is um half nasal highly intelligent and perceptive like pretty much all cats honestly i feel like all cats are kind of half nasal because <laughs> i think cats have this way of um sort of knowing, just knowing things and being able to tell things, you know, that maybe humans can't. I'm just telling you, cats are highly intelligent and perceptive all on their own. They really might be half nasal. I, I'm just, I'm just saying it's possible that cats are half nasal. So 10 books, 11 books, probably more in there. They're series. There's like, dozens of books in this 
overall list. Um, so those are my books about cats. I had to really kind of cut myself off because Adam, Adam did not have, I think Adam had about 10 maybe. And I, I honestly could have kept going, right? We have the life of Pi where we got a tiger. I mean, come on again, tigers. We have tigers and lions, y'all. I didn't even really go into the tiger and lion thing with books. I probably could have, but I didn't. I had to cut myself off at some point. Maybe we'll have to do follow-up episodes. Both of us, he can do his dog one. I'll do my cat one again. But so these are some of my uh, favorite cat books. Books about cats, books with cats, books featuring cats, all sorts of cats. It's a catarific episode. I should have thought of that at the beginning of the episode. Catarific. Oh. Also should have remembered at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> oh, man, you guys, I don't really have a script for this. So, okay. If you want to get hold of this, um, you know, please feel free to share your favorite cat books because you can never have too many in life. So you can um, go to our website, professionalbooknerds.com. From there, you can find all of our social links. We are on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds. Please email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Share your favorite cat books. I want to hear them. Add more to my list. Maybe, again, if we do a follow-up cat episode, I can maybe feature yours. So I think that's everything. I don't have Adam here to remind me if I'm forgetting anything. (laughs) I don't think I am. Um, okay. So cat, catarific episode with cat books. Um, thank you for listening and yeah, hope you uh, enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from overdrive.com and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.